This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on it so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. We made it to 2025. Oh, no, we didn't. We have 2024. God damn it. <laughs> People listening in order were like, shit, I accidentally skipped an entire year. Imagine if we just took the year off. Okay, someone, can, Jack, unless... can you edit it at all where I just say four instead of five? <laughs> we made it to 2024. <laughs> I'm literally so stupid. Well, whatever. I'm literally the dumbest person alive. Can you call me an idiot with a capital T? Because I love it when you do it. Idiot. It hurts so good. It hurts me when I say it. It hurts me like viscerally to my core and I'm sorry and I don't (laughs) mean it. It makes me feel so bad about myself, but I'm like kind of like, all right, well, it's true. So. You're like, you'll say it again, I guess. It's like, and also, like, maybe show me your shoulders while you're at it. I don't know. Um. <laughs> Welcome to 2024. Uh, we have made it here, I hope. At least this episode has made it into existence. So, your you know ears. what? That's saying something. It's the first happy birthday blaze tomorrow. Um, sorry once again that your birthday is just overshadowed by the holidays and New Year's and the hangovers that everyone has. Um but happy birthday. I love you. And um, I hope I did something sort of nice for you today. Yeah. You, you do. Is there, you feel like brainstorming anything? He really, he likes bourbon. It's just, it's just hard because like Christmas is such a big, you know, obviously to do. And then his birthday is exactly a week later and there's New Year's in between and we have a, a wedding to go to out of state. So it's like, and then he's, he's the kind of person who's like, it's fine. Just don't well, worry gonna... about my birthday. That's nice. But which, also I feel bad. I feel nice. like he was just um, brought up to say that like at this exactly. point. <laughs> and he's the oldest. So it's like he's just kind of had to just live with that. And so I'm like, no, 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 I, I don't accept that. No. Do you ever just say like times why he didn't have a better birthday and he didn't like that question. So I stopped asking. <laughs> do, you, do you ever um, Oh, my God. Just tomorrow's say... Katie. That's Katie's birthday, too. I just looked at the calendar. Oh. Katie, who does like a, a lot of behind this, like basically, you know, help steer the ship with Eva behind the scenes apparently has the same birthday sorry Katie why don't you have a better birthday Katie <laughs> why do you guys have such shitty birthdays <laughs> I uh I feel like do you, like could you hold off on Christmas gifts and then just give him double gifts one year or so the fun part is I end up over I always overdo it on Christmas gifts anyway so then I'm like oh well then I'll just pick mm. half of them mm-hmm. to wait a week so it feels I, like, but then the rest of the year, it's like, well, shit, you know, I see, don't really, really have opportunities uh, to gift until our anniversary in October. June people are the luckiest because every six Agreed. months you get halfway, a bunch of presents. Halfway, every six months. baby. And I still insist every December that it's my half birthday. So like, I we, I just don't let it, I don't drop it ever. Um, I had a great half birthday this year. Allison really yeah. did it up like, oh, it was like a week ago, our half birthday. Happy mm-hmm. half birthday, Christine. Yeah, it we was talked a good about time. briefly because you insulted me very deeply. And I said, well, I guess it's the day after my half birthday. So we're not celebrating me anymore. We're just talking <laughs> yeah. about my many compulsions and tics. That was a twist of the knife, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But happy anyway, half birthday. Our, so by the way, speaking of uh, January 1st, even though we're very excited that it is a new year, 
currently as you hear this we are in full-blown fucking panic mode because we are 10 days away 11 days away from going back on tour (sighs) um if you are in the u.s specifically if you're in the northeast um please go get tickets for our shows this is the last opportunity you will have to see our on the rocks tour before we come out with our new tour this is the end oh 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 and we're saying M keeps saying East Coast, but there are there, we got Indianapolis. We have shows that are not oh, on the East true. Coast. So if it's, you're not on the East Coast, please still look and see if we're coming to your town. It's a uh, <laughs> it's it's heavily it's heavily Northeast, and I I, it so is. I, I really but we officially have Salt Lake, we have Denver, we myself. have Indianapolis, we have Chicago, we have Detroit. We have like half of them are not on the East Coast. M has just created a, a narrative where they're all on the East Coast. Yep, but come to them anyway, <laughs> even if you live in Detroit and you're like I don't live in new england that's fine but we are going to salem i mean we're this is going to be the biggest uh, like finale hurrah of all time i'm so fucking amped we've sold out a few shows but um some of them we have not quite sold out yet so go check if we have tickets we're also doing minneapolis and milwaukee arguably the least east coast states cities that exist so you know check those out too come see us it'll be a blast the end the end anyway okay anyway what are you drinking what is your first drink of 2024 christine oh i mean right now i just have oh my god do you want to see my side table real quick my trash yeah. pile du jour oh. here's the yes. trash pile it's just beverages the trash pile of beverages <laughs> this is the most christine thing ever <laughs> it's just bitch you have adhd like and that's all, literally no, there's... and they're all empty <laughs> And or that's molding. ADHD. Go get a diagnosis. I can't stand you. Let's literally I can't stand myself either. <laughs> it's fine. I just can't. Oh it's my god! Who well, I, am. I also usually have my army of cups that I have. To, I literally have a whole Tupperware that I just leave in my room sometimes, so that I can just put all my empty cups in. See, but that like I should have systems like that in place. That's so smart. It's because I've had ADHD um, officially longer than you, uh, so oh. I've I've gamified it a little bit. But if you, Man. you just gotta have a doom box for every Some room. Some of your hacks. I'll try, but I, you might lose the list. I'll have to send it to you through the phone. <laughs> I will lose the list. Okay, <laughs> let's be real. Anyway, okay. This anyway, is the so- episode where we read your stories that you sent yes. in. Um, and Eva sent them to us via chat, not chat, via text message, um, <laughs> and gave us an explanation. I think she feels like she has to explain herself every time she sends us stories, um, which I think we probably make her feel like she has to do that. We've instilled but fear over the years. We have, yeah. And I'm sorry about that. But Eva said that these are sort of like tangentially related to different things we've said in different episodes. In my mind, as soon as she said it, I pictured the Charlie Day like red string web. Mm-hmm. as the theme for this episode like people said oh you mentioned this and here's my story it's almost like we're just connecting them all in a yeah, remote connections web. to our topics yeah yeah or whatever we've discussed i don't even know yet but um we did not determine who goes first who do you want to go first em uh i will okay go for it okay and uh for those wondering I'm drinking water as our very first. Uh, Sorry, I have ADHD. Okay, I don't have time to ask you what you're drinking. <laughs> Christine is drinking air out of her many empty cans, and They're I am all drinking. Empty. It's not even good. Like it's not even helpful to have this many beverages because there's nothing in them except mold. And I'm drinking water out of my um, flower oh. vase that I've turned into a cup. That's um, beautiful, actually. Thank you. I thought so too. I was like, she'd be a beautiful cup, even That's though she's nice. a vase. And then I said, I'm gonna just drink out of her and anything's a glass if you want it to be well you're my um, little flower she even has a little pitcher spout and it's perfect for my mouth just goes right you- in <laughs> um, you pour it into your mouth you weirdo <laughs> um also this will be my first time saying it this year since i'm drinking water everybody except christine take a drink of water you thirsty little rats hmm. i'd let i checked my beer but that's empty too <laughs> nothing it's yeah. I appreciate the effort, Christine. Hmm, and by effort, I mean you thinking about the lack it. So thereof, yeah. All right. So let I'm starting first. This I'm loving the title. I am a lava specialist. <laughs> oh wait, I do recall shouting magma a lot at one point. So at some I'm point, I remember I remember asking for a lava specialist to I, chime yeah, in. I'm, emba- I'm embarrassed. Okay, go ahead. 
Like real quick though, let's appreciate the fact that there is actually I I I, I called course. in the troops. I said we need a lava specialist, and one of them heard my cries. We literally have a lava specialist. Like let's. By the way, honestly, the biggest compliment ever. Like how lucky are we have a lava specialist who listens. Okay, so she says like, why. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm like, like you're, you're so, so much smart. smarter than this. Okay. <laughs> Okay, this is from Ray, who's a she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. Ray says, uh, hello to all of us. And I just listened to your latest podcast episode, episode 356. And I had to chime in as I am in a volcanology, P- Vulcan, volcanoology, volcanology PhD <laughs> volcanology. student. Volcanoology. Please tell me that's not right. It's real. Is Vul- it, is volcanology. It? Okay, I'm not that stupid. No, it's volcanology. Okay, but you said volcanoology. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. That's <laughs> what made me laugh. Oh, volcanoology oh, oh. can't be right, I... <laughs> but volcanology sounds right. I had to chime in as I'm a volcanology PhD student. I've been listening to your podcast since I was an undergrad back in 2017. <gasps> wow, you're an OG. Could one and... say that we inspired you to become a volcanoology PhD Ist? candidate? <laughs> <laughs> no, You've gotten me not. through all... You've got me through all my studies and still continue to this day. So thank you for all that you do and for the Aww. laughs and the goose cam. So, oh, this is the episode where I covered mirrors. Okay. Okay. Right, right, right. Volcanic glass, a.k.a. obsidian, is super quickly cooled lava and got that right. I feel like <gasps> at some point I'm going to have not gotten something right. Gold star. Um, However, you can manufacture clear glass, which we use today, much like we use today, by using quartz because, oh, oh, and also sand has a lot of quartz in it. So if you heat up quartz to a very hot temperature and quickly cool it, it won't recrystallize into quartz and it will instead become glass. (gasps) That makes sense. It does. I mean, I don't have a, a doctoral degree in volcanology, but so far I'm on it. You're only one degree away from it, though. Technically, yes, I I am only one degree from my PhD. That's true. Mm-hmm. Sea glass are broken glass, usually from people littering. Okay, which I call is, that. Yes. So Christine got that right. Look See at us. Wow. The broken glass is then tumbled by the sea naturally to make them frosty and rounded, and you can make your own by using a rock tumbler and any glass shards. Mm-hmm. Blue lava. Remember when we talked about blue yes. lava? Blue lava isn't per se a thing. It is more that it is a fire from lava that is sulfur rich. The sulfur Ooh. gas burns blue and the sulfur gas is ignited by the lava and boom, blue fire. So you were both on the right track there. Overall, you were both on the right track. It sounds <laughs> like there was something that you're kindly disregarding. I feel like Thank you. on the right track is the thing that teachers say when they're like, I really don't want to fail you. Please, please step it up. <laughs> it's what it's, you know, that the next thing they say after you're on the right track is, but what, give me something else. What's more? I need yeah, more. But let's keep trying. <laughs> I have also thought of cute geology baby names. And here <gasps> are some of my favorites. Oh, we didn't ask for this, but okay. I'm okay. Down. Fucking bring it on. Um, oh, well, I'm going to fuck up the first one. Olivine, which is a Aww. green volcanic min- mineral. Okay. Love Another it. green mineral, jade, obviously. Beautiful. Um, and aquamarine. It's aquamarine, but the mineral group is uh, a crystal structure. It's called beryl. Okay, E-E-R-Y-L. wait. Do you remember that? One time I talked about someone named Beryl, and you were like, stop. Why do you keep saying this person's name is Beryl? And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> and you were like, you're saying Beryl like it's a name. And I, But the, the disconnect was I was reading it as B-E-R-Y-L. So in my head, it was sort of like Cheryl, but Beryl. But then, uh-huh. of course, you heard it as like a wine barrel or like a yes. you know <laughs> bourbon barrel. So you kept being like, why do you keep saying Beryl so casually as if it's a name? And yeah. we had a big, this was like a long time ago, but I remember every time I see the name Beryl, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> M thought I was just saying like the word barrel over and over and saying no no that's that's, that's his name that's her name barrel it, it totally um, makes sense now yep but now i understand i didn't know that was actually a geology name so that's fun yeah also onyx is a very badass name oh that's kick-ass black quartz and then there's a coal type mineral which um a baby name would be jet i like the name oh, jet. that's cool that's definitely like a poppin name i feel like that's been more popular and then this is my personal favorite it's a lead mineral, but it mm. is Galena, and Galena is a place that we both just heard about in another oh listener's God, episode, right. didn't we? 
I was like, haven't I been there before? No, I've only dreamed of it. You and I <laughs> want to go to Galena. Isn't that in Illinois? I feel like I we've literally okay. A weird after that episode, that place. After that episode, did I send you the Zillow link that I found? I think did I did. You, I think you must have. Yes, you must. It have. was a yes. beautiful, beautiful God. home. Um, right on the corner, right next to like Main Street. Oh. Wait, no, maybe you didn't send me the Zillow. I don't think oh, you did. Oh my God, Christine. you got And if you did, you got to resend it because um, she's, she's got to be sold through, out by now. I'm literally scrolling through our our texts. Um, there are multiple pictures of both of our feet. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find the zillow link and then i'm like here's a picture of my bunion and you said this is a definition of a red light district because i blaze (laughs) bought these light bulbs that turn red for his melatonin i don't know fucking know and so the picture is like sorry keep going the picture is just like my feet bathed in red light like this looks like if somebody didn't know us and saw these they were like they these people have a weird freaky relationship but i was just trying to show you my bunion Oh, yes, yes, yes. By the way, I just sent you the link again to the Galena house. Is she not oh, oh, beautiful? Oh. <gasps> Sorry. Is she not? Loud. She's breathtaking. Um, M? Like it's my house. M. Like it's my house. M, this is like if you took what I want in a house, what you want in a house, and then put it in a random town called Galena. <laughs> With cobblestone. Let's not forget. It literally, like, I mean, is it not? It's everything. And, like, Compared to Can LA, I could buy like five of her. I could isn't, that, just... isn't that crazy? It's like the price alone is worth like, like that's the Schultz Fourth Manor. Hey, wait. What? Can I have a guest room? Yes, obviously. There's like ten rooms in this. Can it be the Schiefer Schultz Manor? Schultz Schiefer Manor. Uh, you can text Allison about that. What? Hey, you and I said we were moving here. I didn't even include Blaze in this conversation. Oh, oh, then yes, of course. it's the, Well, hey, can, can it be Schultz Schiefer? Because your name is Schiefer. It's Schiefer Schultz on our book. And I always have to ask, anytime I go to a store and I want to buy a copy of A Haunted Road Atlas, they ask who the author is and I have to say Wait, Schiefer. Are you serious? I, I can't even say my own name because they look up by the first author. Wait, so you're really? the main author. You're the main it's author of our book. alphabetical. I know, but so can I have, can I have Schultz Schiefer for this? I found that. You can the have house. whatever you want. You said it's Schultz fourth. So I'm already just sad that I'm not included. I thought this was like a you and me thing, but I guess I'll visit if you and Allison move there. I mean, it's Schultz fourth when I was actually for a second thinking about getting it. I was like, that's I'm too good of a serious. deal. I thought, I thought, I thought when you said I sent you a Zillow link that that meant, you know, but I get it. It's fine. If I'll, you want to uproot your family away. to Indiana or Illinois or wherever it is, let's go. Was that what you were doing? I did have, there was a 24 hour period where I was like, I could just do it. Like, what's the thing you always say? You're you're like, nothing matters. Nothing matters. Let's just go. Let's just do it. Like, literally, one time I said to Blaze, actually, this was probably a few weeks ago, I was like, what if we just moved somewhere really random? And he's like, I think about that a lot. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Well, I think I found your house. This is the Schiefer Lampignali Manor right there. No, no, no. For real, though. Schlampignali. Thank you. Um, No, no, no. Every now and then. Sorry. I was just still in my own like fantasy world where you and I had like a retreat where we met and did haunted things together. I think I was still in that mindset. So I ha- I just have to recalibrate my See, I view think, of Galena. I, don't I didn't ever know think about... you had told Allison about it. I'll tell Blaze. We'll all four be excited about it together. I don't think about our um our fantasy house as anywhere other than the conjuring house though because remember we were like should we get it that's like a million and a half dollars and everyone's obsessed with it this is like its own retreat away from everything you know the home away from home i see yeah yeah okay i'm down with that let's do that so you're but you're right you found it i'm not i'm not invading your this is it's a beautiful home and maybe i'll find one down the street Yeah, maybe you'll just move into the attic and maybe I would allow it. Yeah, maybe you'll live Spider-Man up in the attic. You'll never know. You'll never know. Actually, that's way more fun. I'll do that. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm there's not going very... wink. <laughs> oh, I'm going wink. Let's do it. But I, know, but I will say. I'm not going wink. I'll be in the attic and you'll never know. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised. Yeah. Anyway, so that's what uh, we're going to name our baby, right? Galena. <laughs> Galena. We would have to. Um <laughs> And it's and that's the it's Kremit's little sister, Galena. <laughs> Kremit and Galena. That's beautiful. 
<laughs> Can you imagine if we're walking down the street and someone's like, what are their names? Like, which would they wonder about more? Kremit <laughs> and Galena Schlampagnalli. Schultzforth Schlampagnalli. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Ray is like, never mind. I just like volcanoes. I don't know how Ray we got was here. like, I listened to this episode through all your wrong facts about volcanoes, but this is too far and I'm done. Anyway, um, thank you, Ray. That was that was lovely. You really sent us on quite a tangent there. So much. Um, okay, let me find mine. Oh my god, wait. Sorry. So I just got onto the. I clicked the first one that you just read, and I scrolled to the bottom, and it says "much love and rock on." And then <gasps> there's a volcano emoji. <laughs> I, I hope it. that that's like on your dating profile. Like right. I hope. I hope you don't even need a dating rocks. profile because you've already yeah found your soulmate because. I mean, wow, you're on it. You're fucking on it. By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department Love that thing. And that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So next is mine. Let's see. Mm -hmm. More green ghost sightings. This is from Lauren, she, her. And it says, hello. I was listening to your volume 86 listener episode and knew it was time to write in about a story I've been holding on to for a while. During that episode, someone wrote in about a lime green entity visiting them in the <gasps> middle of the night. Remember? I think oh, it was yes, a yes, priest yes. or whatever. Oh, it was. It was something something religious. And I think he, it was like, a priest. He like climbed into bed. Ugh. Firm pass. You both said you'd never heard of a lime green ghost, but I have. My sister and her family moved into a home where her kids' rooms were in the downstairs area. Her oldest son's room always had a terrible smell, and they hired several renovation specialists to come in and see if they could figure out the source of the smell. They finally determined that the dozens of mice had been getting trapped <gasps> in the wall and dying there. Bye. They took ooh, measures to remove the dead mice and repair the wall. Shortly after, my nephew started to claim he would not sleep down there any longer because of the green monkey that uh, continued to appear in his room. Green monkey? First of all, 
this is like so family guy coded because the son is scared to sleep in a room because of an evil monkey in his room. Oh yeah, does your son watch <laughs> Family Guy? <laughs> does he also watch Ghostbusters? Because the only green ghost I've ever heard of is Slimer. Also, so, does anyone watch Family Guy? Anybody? I do. Ever? I used M to. Does. I'm used to. I mean, a lot of us used to. I just don't know if that's still relevant for children nowadays, you know? Oh, 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 um, oh. <laughs> He would be in such hysterics over it that my sister finally made her upstairs office into his new bedroom. Poor thing. Fast forward a few years and we were over at their house. My son kept begging me to go downstairs and watch him play. I asked why he needed me down there with him and he replied that, oh my God, sorry. What? So just to clarify, like just a little, little summation here. The nephew, so... Lauren, her nephew, is the one who was too scared to sleep in the room because uh -huh. of the green monkey, right? Sure. She's over now with her own son. And her oh. own son says, can you come with me to go play in that room? And she says, why do you need me to come in to go play with you or watch you play? And he says, the Grinch is down there. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So that's two children confirming they are saying the same thing. A green oh my God. ghost. Oh. To my knowledge, my son never knew about my nephew seeing a green monkey several years before. This, coupled with some other strange happenings at the house, such as her bathtub randomly turning the faucet on by itself, has got me convinced that the green monkey my nephew saw was more than just a figment of his imagination. That is creepy to hear two separate children, like, oh, hear, like, there's see something worse. similar, but describe it slightly differently. The double confirmation is... From two specific. children who like like they have no reason to say to not they wouldn't even know how to like make up a story and like and have two different ways of describing the same thing sounds so accurate and oh yeah the oh, odds I, that. I hate that do that's you think unpleasant. he walks around like the Grinch or do you think he just stands there with his like pot belly out well I just imagine he's green yeah but he's got to be tall if he's the Grinch he's got to be tall a tall monkey. Maybe. I wonder if it was like actually a monkey or if it was like something green that like climbed around mm. or jumped like around the ceiling like a monkey, you know? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Which like now I'm imagining the Grinch doing like acrobatics or Me something. Me too, but... like parkour. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, okay. Also, I've heard some theories on Jim Harold's Campfire and elsewhere that, and I think Astonishing Legends, that some people believe that children see things in a way or or spirits or or extraterrestrials can present themselves in a way that they think a child will sort of understand it right uh -huh, so like right. yes they'll see like a clown or something thinking like children like clowns you know like totally mm -hmm. disregarding like that's fucking terrifying to see a clown in your bedroom but like <laughs> right it, it, it might present itself as something it thinks is like disarming to the child like mm -hmm. i'm a monkey like Wait, no, that's not normal. You're not tricking the child into thinking you're supposed to be there. Yeah. So maybe it's like presenting differently to different children. I don't know. I, well, so that gives, I feel like this is one of those things where if like we were both high, we would have a really good conversation about this. Oh, right I now, mean, could be. I don't know. <laughs> you want me to? Kind of. No. <laughs> would, would, would it be so fast acting that by the end of the sentence, you've got something really insightful to Unfortunately say? Unfortunately not. <laughs> I feel My like Delta 8 gummies take about an hour to kick in. Because so. if we're talking about like, oh, n like what if uh, this thing was trying to be somewhat comforting or more approachable to a kid, I would, my first thought would be that this thing can know the inner workings of each individual person and know what's a mm. safe thing for them. And it would show up as a different thing for each person. But this story makes it sound like I only know green kind of silly moving. <laughs> right. That, he's like, like <laughs> he's like, I'm, know? I can't change the green thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm an amateur at this. Like it's gotta be green. I'm sorry. Even if it's a monkey, even if it's like a cute little kitty cat, it's going to be green. Well, I imagine like about it. I'm trying to think of the similarities between the Grinch and a monkey and like they're both furry. kind of like they're very furry. They've got like long limbs. They're lanky kind of. Yeah. Or, and they move about in like silly ways. So like I feel like this thing isn't trying to cater to everybody's needs. It like just has I agree. a look. You're probably right because I, I, you know? I agree with you because I feel like especially two little kids who don't totally understand like, and haven't spoken to each other about it. Right. Right. And like a, a monkey and a Grinch. I mean, yeah, they're different. But like two little kids, we don't know how old they are. But say you're like 
I mean, I don't know. My my daughter's two, and she'd probably say something looks like a monkey that doesn't, you know? So uh, yeah, maybe that's just their understanding as children which, of like, that's the Grinch because it's green and furry. And that's which also like what the fuck kind of creature is out there supernaturally the the fuck is that (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's like i'm sorry but i have really gotten myself to think that the most ridiculous thing a ghost could look like is like it has sheets a sheet over it like that's but like a i'm not prepared like if we were at like the queen mary and a fucking green furry monkey came in well to be honest even the sheet i don't think of like i just think of like old timey dress lady in white like i'm like if i see a ghost it'll be an old lady old timey lady in white that's worst case scenario it's a demon and it's like a full dark black cloud or something yeah i am a shadow i i've prepared for many things but i have not prepared for the grinch like i don't know i don't know what to do with that (laughs) i don't Uh, know to be honest i've spent my whole life preparing for the grinch because it is my favorite (laughs) christmas movie of all time and no not the new ones the original like 30 minute animated cartoon yeah yeah very cool i like the jim carrey one i think it's one of the only ones where both the original and the reboot are both good separately i just like can't i don't I don't like it, but I think it's because I'm so emotionally connected to the first one that I was like, I just can't. Are you a Jim Carrey fan? I feel like he's a polarizing man. Yeah. I mean, I don't dislike him, but I'm not like super. He had a real era. I like him. I like, I find him funny. I just, to me, I was like, it doesn't work for me as the Grinch, you know, like it's a different, I, Mm. I just had a very specific like Grinch Mindset. If it helps, if it helps, he also really hated the Grinch because apparently he like had to like go to like military training to learn how to um like meditate in really stressful situations because he would get so overstimulated by like the eight hour makeup they had to do on his face and he felt suffocated. So he had to like Ooh. go do like some sort of like Marine Corps training for to heavy get breathing. Makeup put on. Imagine well, the other Marines are like, oh, why are you doing this? He's like well because they're gonna put a lot of makeup on me <laughs> i guess so but i also know what it's like to feel claustrophobic no, in no, your own no. skin I, I'm but not, yes I'm i, I i'm him. sure there's a marine out there who's like what a sally or whatever they say. <laughs> what <a> sally. <laughs> um jim okay. or like kim <laughs> <laughs> more like just carrie am i right <laughs> okay that was good that was good we did good we could just sign off now i think let's hang up i think that's a yes goodbye all right we got a third story uh this is from let's see this is from mckenna who uses she her pronouns thank you for normalizing pronouns and the title really gets me cooking my estate sale dressers which already hooks christine Uh uh-oh uh-oh and a stranger's sex drawer which Shut also uh oh okay here we go it starts out hot with screaming into the void hoping that this email is seen <laughs> well done <laughs> mckenna says okay so hearing christine's experience with her vintage dressers made me instantly start typing so in the summer of 2002 my now husband and i bought a house the same summer parents got really into estate sales as the middle-aged midwesterners they are So uh, one day at a sale, they found a really nice vintage dresser set. It was a good deal. So I told them to make the purchase. They then hauled them to their garage for safekeeping before our big move. Uh, So I start so I start to clean them up in hopes of getting rid of that antique old smell that we all know and love. Mm. Cleaning them includes removing the retro floral contact paper picture 70s orange and green florals from the bottom of the drawers. The contact paper in some of the drawers has actually been adhered to the drawer while others just were laid in with the backing still on. So I'm taking the ones out that weren't stuck when I find a folded slip of paper underneath <gasps> one. Expecting. What's that? My dream. My dream. To uh, find, oh, like, totally. S- totally. Secret note. Again, it's the beginning of a movie. It is. Expecting some kind of religious reading. I was surprised to see the words coital posture diagrams. <gasps> okay girl girl hi barbie okay um yeah. my jaw is on the floor of my parents garage now because i'm cleaning this with my mom i awkwardly laugh and say what the fuck my mom looks over and takes it from me and opens it up she looks it over and goes well now i feel weird giving these dressers to you and kyle as an engagement gift <laughs> 
she hands me the paper and it's covered in some of the dare i say most vanilla sex positions known to women and the kicker for me however is that on the front it says to be dispensed at discretion of doctor gross okay okay so it's basically a woman who's like getting married and they're like hey, you don't know what sex is because we live in a really fucked up world. Because purity culture is suffocating. Yeah, so here, this is all you need to know. A prescription pamphlet. Like like doctor's orders, finally you can know what sex looks like. That's so fucked up, okay. Besides looking at sex diagrams with my mom, nothing awful, right? Wrong. My mom opens another drawer and finds a professional headshot of the lovely couple themselves. So not only did I have to think of sex life of the old couple, I I just got these dispensers or these dressers from, but now I know that they looked like this and there's an attached photo. Oh, it's like, Um, don't be shy. Don't be shy. (laughs) uh, Don't worry. It's folded in the picture. But if you look hard enough, you can uh imagine what i was seeing i love the show so much every time i listen i feel like world friends catching up but not in a creepy lonely way thank you for for telling us that uh there is a picture attached um is it in the email like it is in the email they look like a lovely (gasps) couple oh my god wait okay i was picturing like victorian era like my black and white photos this is like a modern not modern day but like maybe 90s Maybe 90s, but also they're an older couple. So maybe this was in the 30s or 40s that they, no, not 30s, like 40s or 50s that they were totally like pamphlet by a doctor. Yeah, they must have gotten that like when they first got married. They're definitely an older couple in this. But I mean, it looks like your friendly, like retired Florida couple, you know, like she makes a she makes a killer cookie, you know. Oh my god, they're really cute older couple. They look like your average grandparents, so it is weird to see coital posture diagram supplement for Ugh. use by p- physicians in marriage counseling. Oh my god, this is crazy. Wow, this is crazy. What I hope I, honestly, over the years they got freakier. I hope like they earned that, you know? They earned that. They started off hot. They're like, first of all, doc. Give it to us straight. How do we do the basics? Then we'll figure it out from there. By the by, the end of the honeymoon, we will have it nailed down. Don't we? Worry. Will be on our way. And I'm so <laughs> sorry to whomever sent this. Uh, what's their name again? McKenna. Uh, McKenna. Sorry that I just we keep making it worse by talking about how freaky they got. Um, <laughs> but you know what? You know what? They've lived a long life, and I think that pamphlet probably was old news by like week one. So I'm happy for them. You know, yeah, they look happy. Yeah. They look content. They look like they figured it out. They so look like they're having a good marriage. They're, they're having a good years. life together. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy because that really is like a direct parallel to me and my weird haunted old drawer. With well, to be fair, I just put a bunch of nipple cream in it that arrived at my house unprompted. So oh right, well, I forgot about the nipple cream. By the way, oh, yeah. I, as again, as someone who is um not. I probably would have stuck with the pamphlet. Let's just say that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the extent. You're like, this is a little extreme. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Um, so as as you said, the nipple cream, We a while ago, we both got you know um, a care package from a company that was a little more x-rayed than I'm personally used to. <laughs> I have friends at home, like in a bidding war with each other for the stuff that I got. Oh my God. So it's great. Uh, it's, oh, it's great. They good for you. A, good to know. Well, okay, I won't go any further. But they like, they really sent like such an array of stuff where it was like, man, like for, there's something for everyone. Yeah, for any type of interest. And I've got like, you friends can hand with, them out to multiple different re- partners, relationships, you know. And I've got friends with expansive interests, and uh, they are, you sure do. <laughs> they are itching for for the the leftovers. So um, anyway, thank you. For, I'm glad glad we got a seal of approval from christine and probably her shoulders so no no. listen i'm just trying to give them i just was so like i don't know i just the company is called fun love and they sent us this beautiful gift basket even though i didn't quite know what what i was getting into when i first opened it with leona but even the she even got a kick out of the little they sent little disco balls that we hung up on the tree as ornaments oh my gosh anyway um just a little shout out but yeah so listen some of us have sex stores some are intentional uh some like mine are not intentional but here we are i i went to um 
the Museum of Sex with my mother because that's oh, the relationship cool. we have. And uh, and not only that, I mean, we I went there where I learned a little bit, but there's also somewhere someone's going to shout it out at some point. But somewhere is um the Museum of like vibrators or something, mm. and it's the vibra the vibrators from the 1800s. Girl, oh crazy! Like it was like they were taking like the mechanism of a pencil sharpener and like putting a corn cob on it like it was like they were doing whatever oh, they could oh my they were God. they made it work i'll tell you um so we'll find we, a way people, humans find a way you know they sure do we've all been you know at least most of us i don't want to going i know where you're going we're all into something yes. we're all into something we're all on a journey okay mm-hmm and all the asexual people are like, nope, we're not. And I'm like, they're into you. something too. They're into nothing. No, I don't. they're into they're into uh, looking at us and going, okay, you guys. I like do to think you. I like to think the asexual people are at least into listening to us talk about it. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't... I hope so because otherwise they're like, what the fuck? Okay, so I have a story here. This is from Gabby. She, her, and it's called the Campus Stalker. Oh dear. Good. Great. Hello to all of the wonderful folks and your crew. I started listening to the podcast at a random point a while back, but I've recently gone way back to the beginning, and I'm now re-listening to the chunk of episodes I had started out with. I've caught back up to episode 305, where Christine covers the case of stalking Laura Black, and it Mm. reminded me of the stalker I had in college and how dismissive the campus and law enforcement were. I began, as some people might know, stalking stories are one of my most frightening to me. Mm -hmm. I began my freshman year of college in 2017. I lived in on-campus apartments, and this will be relevant later. These were a short walk away from our rec center slash gym and student union building. So this whole story begins in January of 2018. I just returned back to campus after Christmas break with a new class schedule, and two of those classes were across the campus from my apartment. I had a large break in between the two, so after my first one, I would sit in that building and catch up on schoolwork. One day I was studying away when this guy came up to me. He stood there for a moment before I even noticed him because I had my earbuds in. I took them out and he said, hi, you are really pretty. He was not, uh, he was not my type whatsoever. So I just said, thanks. He then asked what my name was and what class I was studying for. I told him I was studying for my speech class and I put my earbuds back in to hint to him that I wasn't interested in talking. He tried to continue asking who the professor was. No means no. And also putting your earbuds in means no. Just saying. If it's not an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. That's that's it. That's it. Nailed it. I told him who it was and then said that I needed to get to work because my next class was starting in an hour. He finally got the hint to stop talking to me, but proceeded to sit about five feet away and just stare at me. And this is when sometimes men will say like, well, then why don't you just come out and say it? And it's like, you know what? Because sometimes you come out and say it and then they kill you. They get mad. Yeah, exactly. Like what? Okay, anyway, you know, it's a story for another day. Men's biggest fear is being laughed at. Men's Women's biggest fear is being killed. So yeah. uh, sorry we don't feel like rejecting someone who is going to, who already has the size power over me. And who already has not gotten any social cues that you're not interested. Or and has the privilege of most likely getting away with it compared to our story. So Yeah, per- precisely. I then realized I probably shouldn't have said my cla- my next class was in an hour. And it's like sucks because it's like now, you know. Now he's going to follow you. and Well, now she thinks it's her fault. Like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. And it's mm. like now it's all the problem on you. But, like, of course it's not your fault. I realized I probably shouldn't have said my next class was in an hour because I felt like if I left right then, he would know it was because of him and not because I actually had a class to go to, which really shouldn't matter looking back on it. But I still felt the pressure of being polite for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah because everyone in this situation does. I ended up texting one of my friends and told her to call me and ask me to come over for an emergency. She did, and I got out of there. Fast forward to about a week later, and I was walking to my apartment after class. It was a little bit late in the day, so there weren't very many people around. I saw this same dude standing outside of our student union building. I made eye contact with him, and he promptly began following me. I sped up my pace, and he did the same. I called my boyfriend and told him what was going on and to stay on the phone with me until I could get somewhere I felt safe. I didn't want to walk up to my apartment because then he'd know where I lived, so I walked straight to my car and began driving away from campus. It was weird, though, because the guy followed me all the way up to the stop sign in front of my apartment building, but not any further. Ew. Like, he's so quickly escalating. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, Mm. chill. 
Fast forward again a few days after this, I was walking from my apartment to the rec center. I saw this guy again walking on the same sidewalk the opposite direction. I turned and hid behind a bush, walking him walk in the direction toward my apartment. I texted my roommates who knew about the situation and told them to look outside. They texted me back saying that he was standing at that same stop sign staring up at our building. Oh. I knew at that point that this matter should probably be taken to the police. That night, I drove to the campus police station to file a report. I said to the officer, I just need to file a report about a stalker. He said, is his name Paul? <gasps> uh, whoever Paul is, oh, I, I, even if that isn't his name, even if it's I'd not be Paul, like, yes. I'd be like, yeah, let's get a restraining order <laughs> on let's, Paul just in case. Let's handle Paul also while we're at it. <laughs> whoever the fuck Paul is. I responded, yes. Okay, so she didn't oh, know his oh, name was Paul. Okay. I responded, yes. How did you know? He showed me a photo of the guy and said I was the eighth person to report him and the second person to report him that day. Oh, my God. Okay. I asked why in the world is he still walking around on campus with this many reports against him? And the officer said there wasn't much they could do about stalking, but they've banned him from every building he doesn't have a class in and any on-campus housing. So that's why he stopped at the stop sign outside of my own housing. Oh, my God. Okay, well, he at least he's said, listening to the rules. I, get, I was like, I right, he's following the rules, technically. He just said they'd add my report to the file. I am lucky enough to have a father that works in law enforcement, so he knows the ins and outs of the system. I called him and told him everything, and he was livid. He called the campus police, city police, and told them he would escalate even further. He further called a few other people, too, but I have no clue how the system works. He told me to contact a local news station, so I did. I talked to a news reporter about what was going on, and she said she was going to investigate. Another week or two later, campus officials contacted me with a list of the buildings that Paul was banned from and advised me to avoid any others that I didn't have a class in. They also referred me to speak with the counselors on campus. I forwarded everything to the journalist, LOL. (laughs) I also posted on our school Facebook page that if any other victims wanted to speak to the journalist to let me know and I'd send over the information. Yes. Good girl. Yes. yes. I had 10 plus women reach out to me that they had been harassed by this guy as well. Finally, the nudist article was published. I got an email within a few hours that Paul was banned from campus and would have a hearing that would determine whether he could be a student there or not. In the meantime, my dad has been using his law enforcement access to records and found out that this guy has been kicked out of multiple other schools, had a domestic violence charge, and his parents had donated a lot of money to our school. Uh, Ah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Before the hearing, I had to meet with another campus team and recount everything, as well as provide any sort of proof I had. Luckily, I still had my phone records that showed the calls to my friend, parents, and boyfriend, as well as all the texts I had sent about him. The hearing happens, and he was finally fully banned. He was no longer a student at this school and had to leave immediately. My dad found out that as he was walking away from the campus, they had an unmarked police car following him to make sure he actually left. Mm. Apparently, he went up to a girl walking her dog, asked for her number, and she declined. Good. As she continued to walk, he began chasing her down the sidewalk. (gasps) Thank God this police car is following him. Yes, and also, like, now that he doesn't have to follow school rules, technically, I'd be terrified that he would leave, he would go past the stop sign and follow you into your house now. Right, now he's like, well, fuck it. Now I can do what I want. Okay, so he's chasing her down the sidewalk. (sighs) Yes. Um, The police car lit him up and he was arrested. I can't find any other info about where he is at now, and the original news report has been taken down from the website. Plus, after the hearing, I remember a few other articles getting published about him. Even searching his name comes up empty, so I have a feeling his rich parents got it all taken down. Mm. But I was able to find one of the news reports with another victim on the Wayback Machine website. Oh, I was about to say, girl, you got to get on the Wayback Machine. Obviously, you have. <laughs> Smart girl. I will drop it below. Anyways, apologies for this being so long, but I think it is important for more people to see the reality of stalking cases. Eight reports had been filed against this guy when I went to the police, and who knows how many went unreported or or were reported after my own. It is astounding how few consequences this guy had until it went to the news and gave the campus bad publicity. Mm -hmm. It terrifies me to think of the cases where there isn't an institution to publicly shame. Thank you for your time and patience and for everything you all do. And then there's a link to the article that I will wow. uh, be checking out later. Wow. Round of applause, too. If we Fucking all. Yeah, Gabby and your dad. Like, yeah. Kick ass, you know? 
if we've learned anything today, it's that if you are at school and dealing with a stalker, you go not to the police, maybe to the police, but you go to a female journalist. That's what you do. Well, you report it, first of all, to everybody to say, I reported it. If nothing happens, because a lot of schools are getting better, I will say, not as maybe as well as they should be, but at least, you know, there might be a recourse available. At least get it on the record that you've reported this shit, right? Report mm-hmm. it. If nothing happens, then fucking bring out the big guns. Call us. I don't know. We'll we'll fucking call a we'll woman. Guy. Call a woman. A woman will fix it. Don't worry. A woman will handle it. Um. Okay. Thank you so much. The next story is from another. Or call your dad. I feel like a lot of times a dad is like, "Fuck no," you know, because like they're men and they're like, oh, "No, yeah. I'll handle it. I can get shit done." And it's like, okay, well, fine. Use your powers for good. You know. See something. Say something. If you have the power of of a man, an adult man, you might as well use it for good. Or a woman. (laughs) Well, a woman is probably going to use it for good. But I'm saying if you have a man with power and he's on your side, then fucking rope them in too. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right. The next story comes from another M who uses she, her pronouns. Thank you for normalizing pronouns. And the subject line is an odd small town to grow up in. As long as it's not Galena, I am excited. (laughs) Um, The story says uh, hi to everybody and then says, I've been listening to you guys since about 2019 and expanded to listening beach to Sandy this year too. And you guys are helping me get through, oh, COVID lockdown. And um, more recently, my hour plus commute to work. Now to why I'm writing to you. I was listening to episode 355. And after hearing Christine's portion, which was the DeFeo family murders, I felt like now was the time for my first write-in. Like Christine, I'm also a former Catholic school kid. And I went to the local Catholic elementary school in Amityville, New York. No. From kindergarten to eighth grade. One thing to know about Amityville is that it's the type of small town that no one ever leaves and everyone knows everyone else's business. Growing up, many of my classmates and friends' parents had also grown up there and had been around the same ages as the DeFeo children. Mm-hmm. So we all were told about the tragedy that had happened at an earlyish age. But we also learned that the story that the Lutz family gave was something to not joke around about as it was disrespectful to the memory of the DeFeo family. Ooh. 
I was in eighth grade when the 2005 movie came out, and I remember the teachers at school sitting us all down to talk about the murders versus what would be in the movie. How wild mm. is that that your teachers can like give you their own personal lecture it's like on like so close to home? Yeah. It was fairly common to be walking around or riding bikes with friends on the weekends or during the summer and then suddenly have a car pull up to you and ask for directions to the house. Uh, oh, because you live in a famous town now. Yeah. Most people would give nonsense directions. Gotta That's what I was those... going to say. I would try to give nonsense directions and then people would be like, Christine, you led them straight there. Like my yeah, sense of exactly. direction is so bad. I'd be like, it's that way. <laughs> Fooled them. <laughs> and it would be exactly that way most people would give nonsense directions hoping the people in the car would get hopelessly lost though some people would see how much money they could make taking them directly <gasps> to the house someone For i know made close to 500 dollars one summer <laughs> oh my god what you know what the you... fuck it's a side hustle baby if you can't beat them join them so i guess so but you also got people who well i'll be nice and say they weren't in the best state of mind uh, which oh, no. uh, that makes so much sense i've never even considered that the like yeah. Okay. Uh, a guy in his thirties almost beat up a younger sibling of mine when that sibling was about twelve because the house wasn't the one he thought it was. It was a regular private residence versus an attraction, like he thought. So basically, Wait, he what? thought he he thought he could go like on a tour of this place. He didn't know he could only just stand outside and look at the house. Oh, but why did the sibling get beaten up? Because I think the sibling took him there to see the to see the house. Oh. And the guy felt misled thinking like, oh, it's going to be an attraction. Oh, I see. Oh, shit. Which I never even considered that there would be like fucking unstable people going to houses like, like this. Yeah, yeah you sure. Know? Like wanting to see it and, and acting out. Yeah. I also even wonder if it's like uh, there's got to be someone out there who is mentally unwell in a violent way or like in a they are hearing things seeing things kind of way and like wants to do something at this house like maybe there's someone who's like i don't know into like their own they've got something planned and they want to do it at a landmark you know like Ugh. yeah you um, don't know what people's intentions are that's true yeah like it for people we just covered um uh btk and like he mm -hmm. not that we know any like mental diagnoses but he was very into like patterns and signs and like what if someone was like oh it's a sign i have to do it at the amityville house yeah, you know yeah. who knows what know. draws people to something like a dark place like that yeah yeah um it was a weird experience looking back on it, but at the time, it was just normal for me. Uh, I do have one other connection. When one of my uncles was a kid, his dad worked as a caretaker maintenance man for a wealthy family that purchased the home sometime after the Lutz family. My uncle was in the house all the time and has always said it was just a regular house. Due to all this, I have some pretty strong feelings about the haunting part of it. And my friends now all know this as one of my soapbox topics that I will always <laughs> rant about at the slightest mention. But that isn't to say I don't have my own paranormal stories. Those are for another time. Um, so thank you for covering it. Oh, you are That's, welcome. I've, wow. I feel like that kind of is where I've landed as well after all this time of like, you know, some really gruesome, horrible things happened. And I feel like it got overshadowed by all the mm -hmm. like demonic lore that probably was overblown and uh, the Warrens were hyping it up and Hollywood, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I think M, uh, this M and probably you M are probably on the same page about that one. I think so. Um, yeah. So let's see. Is this the last one? No, second to last one. Let's see. This one is called. What'd you say? I said the penultimate. Oh, penultimate. Oh, that's a great word. Okay. <clears throat> so this one is called, uh oh, time travel. Help, <gasps> please. Ah, I'm going to help a time traveler. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, I wouldn't get ahead of yourself. You're going to try to help a time traveler. Oh. Let's put it that way. Okay. I mean, maybe you will. Maybe you will. No, you know what? I'm not giving you enough credit. Um, you're going to fucking knock this out of the park. Okay. I know. This is from Lily She Her. And again, the subject is alarming. It's time travel with three question marks. Help, please. I'm so excited. It goes. Alrighty, motherfuckers. 
Settle in. It's going to be a doozy. Love you guys. Love the podcast. Okay. So I live in Hobart, Tasmania, Australia. In Hobart, there is a massive river that runs straight down the middle of the city, connecting the suburbs on either side as the Tasman Bridge. So my story starts when I was a kid, like 10 or 11 years old, and my class went on a little excursion to walk across the bridge. Yay. What fun for a grade five kid. Anyways, <laughs> when we walked across this bridge, we would signal to all the cars that drove past to beep their horns. Okay, actually, mm. I think this would be really fun for me. In It'd be grade, so but, fun. Uh, right? I'm like, I'm actually way into that, but whatever. Um, I remember very clearly that no cars were falling for our meticulous manipulation to get people to honk their horns to entertain a group of 11-year-olds, except for one. It was a beat-up white Toyota, and I remember feeling very excited because the same car had J, L, and O in the number plate. And that meant I could sing Jenny from the block. <laughs> we would have been great oh, friends. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought they were about to say, I thought she was about to say, it's the same car JLo had. And I was like, are you sure she had a beat up white Toyota? And then I read the rest of it. It was like talking it. about oh, patterns. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> JLo definitely was my first thought as well. Uh, and that meant I could sing Jenny from the block obnoxiously loudly for the rest of the day. Okay, so fast forward to a few days ago. I'm on my drive to work, going over the bridge, that bridge, mm -hmm. and I see a group of kids wearing my old school uniform on an excursion walking across the bridge. So I beat my horn at them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my what? God. Oh, my what? God. What? Oh, my God. What? So I beeped my horn at them. Then it hit me. I currently drive an old white beat-up Toyota with J, L, and O on the number <gasps> plate. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I quickly had a look in my rearview mirror, and I shit you not, little Lily was walking along all happy that someone had just beeped their horn. What? I have no way of explaining it or rationalizing it, so if you have any idea, let me know. Anyways, thank you for reading. So much love, Lily. What? What? That's fucking mind-blowing! I've never had a goose cam look quite like that. That, that, <sighs> that. <laughs> what the fuck? whoa you that time slipped yourself twice so we that was our first call in i think from a glitch in the matrix that like uh involves some time travel that like was, that, a doppelganger time travel uh i multi-dimensional i mean what my the fuck entire body created new goosebumps to go on you top were of the other one goosebumps. big goose cam Oh my God. That's the coolest story. That's the coolest story. Wow. That is. Well, wrap it up. Eva. Crazy. Let's go. Let's go. Nope. We have one more, unfortunately. And I hope this person doesn't feel. Uh... Oh my God. We haven't read the next one, but um, I'm sure it'll be just as good. I don't know, man. This is pretty good. Cause <laughs> this is from anonymous, not the, comp not the group. But a person. Whoa, whoa! whoa. <laughs> can you imagine? Heavy hitters. Um, uh, can you imagine if the next one was "We know about the glitch in the matrix. We <laughs> know about J Lo. We know about Lily." Okay, this is we've from already someone... deleted it from your recording. This will fuck you up, Christine. Don't read what? along. I know you like to read okay, along. I... Don't read along. No, I don't read along. I don't because mm -hmm. you yelled at me in 2017. I've never done it again. Okay, Dead well series. you're gonna you're gonna get a kick out of this because this is from anonymous. He uses they them pronouns. I love that. Gender neutral also means discreet. I love it. Yes, it does. It means mystery. Mysterious. Subject. Government listener. <gasps> the fact that, okay, we have a lava specialist and someone from the government who listen in. Please, Are we supposed like, to be asking for their attention more often? Like, go read a book. You don't, we're, we're beneath you for sure. Okay. Go read a book like you do every other second you're not listening to this podcast. Go work for the government and learn about volcanology. Okay. Here we go, Christine. You're going to love I'm it. Ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm listening to episode 349 while cleaning my house and I can see my partner on the couch. They keep widening their eyes and pursing their lips like they want to interject. They are an intel analyst subject <gasps> matter expert. An SME said like SME. They're a SME. An Intel analyst, subject matter expert. Do we know what the, what the topic was? I don't remember that episode. Or does it matter? I think we're about to figure it out. Oh, okay, okay. With 20 years experience in the Air Force Space Command. Uh-oh, uh-oh. They have contributed to Project Blue Book. Oh, my 
They have a lot to say about aliens, including that they can't say whether we do or don't have evidence of them at Area 51. Yes, they worked on a project at Area 51. Unfortunately for me and you, they can't talk about really anything to do with their job or past. Sorry for the super vague message. I just don't know what is okay to say online. My partner and I love the podcast, and they especially love when you cover government conspiracies. They say it's very endearing to hear people talk about and interpret the declassified info when they don't have the actual complete answers. Okay, we are someone who has worked in Area 51 and on Project Blue Book listens to this fucking show. What? All right, That's, Eva, pack it up. We're, it's we're a done. little scary. It's a little scary. I, I also love that like uh, note at the end. Like They find it really endearing when you are an idiot and don't know anything about the government conspiracy. They, they just find it, they find it really endearing when you try to interpret declassified info and don't actually know any of the answers. <laughs> oh, glad um, we can be cute. <laughs> I, I, I do. I, I mean, I'm fine to, to be told I'm endearing and that's it, but... Like, this also does terrify me a little bit, because if we were ever onto something, they would have mm-hmm. to, like, report us to the government. Like, we are not that far away from a report at some no, point. No, I mean, I don't think, I don't think we're onto anything, but, you know, if we ax if, if we were to come, like, stumble onto something, it would be a stumble. We would we, fully it would stumble. It would be a stumble. It would, be, but it would probably we, be a joke. Like, we would probably would joke hear about it. it. That's the freaking exactly. Part. Someone would we would probably would joke it. about it and say, haha, imagine if this were the case, and then somebody out there would go oh shit but also the fact that it was the project blue book episode Uh it was like a 101 let's be clear like i don't think i did any outrageous research here no no but the fact that someone who worked on project blue book was making facial expressions that they had opinions about it it means i I was either really good or i fucking sucked no no i yeah i really wonder um the 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 way can i go into the email now just to read the 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 verbiage Mm -hmm. Okay, so like they said, let's see, widening their eyes and pursing their lips like they want to interject. That mm-hmm. makes me feel like, uh-oh, they're onto something. Uh-huh. But that I makes me feel, you. I'm not trying to say I'm a genius over here. I'm just saying maybe my research is um is okay. It's clearly yeah. worth talking about. It's worth discussion. I mean, a person who works at Area 51 I mean, I was reporting on Project Blue Book and he and this person, I don't know if it was a he or she or they, but they worked on Project Blue Book and they're listening to my episode. Oh, my God. No, no, no. But listen, a person who worked at Area 51 Uh thoroughly enjoys our show overall, which is already like, do you know what I mean? Like, that's the accomplishment. It's like not even just that episode. Like, they clearly like it enough to listen, whether we say things that are correct or incorrect that's so um, nice i was see, i was gonna go full, i love the podcast i was gonna go full panic spiral you really calmed me down there oh no good. no i mean it Great. says my partner and i love the podcast they especially love when you cover government conspiracies so just so you know nice. that is such a good uh a compliment and a, an encouragement to keep going oh well, hey, talk about a great way to start 2025. What? I mean for. I mean for. <laughs> what for? 2024. 2024. What, yeah. what an intro to the year we've just had. Holy Ooh. shit. And by the end of the year, maybe the government's coming after us. But so far, they like us. So, like, whatever, you know? Uh, yeah, maybe this will be the first and last episode of 2024. But you know what? <laughs> We've made it here. So we're happy. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody have a great year. Have a great January. We'll see you in 30-ish days for another round of listeners episodes. Yay! Send your stories in. And that's why we drink. <laughs>